0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is hyperconscious?
1: Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the
0: kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyperconscious. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hyperconscious Podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast. He was kind enough to join us on episode 144 and 135.
1: Folks, it has become Kevin and I's mission in life to help you realize that the life of your dreams is right on the other side of you becoming the greatest version of yourself. Let us help you do that. I rarely do these things twice in such a short amount of time, but you guys impress me. I I believe in people that provide value and of our service. You two guys are on your way to huge fulfillment, purpose, and profitability, and I look forward to helping
0: you both. We appreciate that more than you know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. We did a five-minute clinic on anxiety and how I deal with it. Alan doesn't really as much, but he has had a couple experiences in his life. Oh, yeah. Today, for episode number 230, we are going to do a small talks episode on the word ownership. Ownership. Love this
1: word. I want to frame it right out of the gate, but before I do... Didn't even set the timer. Didn't even set the timer. I'm not doing my job. It's not even on. It's not even on, man. Go on. Before we get into this episode, I want you to go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com. Click on join, hashtag hyperconsciousnation. Folks, the more we learn, grow, and evolve, we get more mentors. We network more. We have a larger influence, and we are influenced by leaders. It's wonderful. The more I grow and evolve, the more we realize, like... Having a supportive community around you is probably the most important thing. Like teamwork makes the dream work. That's not just some fortune cookie phrase. That is a fact. So we have Amy just went live. Tiff yes, went live. Yes, I want to start having people in the hyperconscious nation go live, share their story because. What's coming of it afterwards, I always say the suppression of self-expression leads to depression. Express yourself, be supported, feel heard, feel listened to, and you're going to love it. So please join that group if you have not. It has been growing rapidly.
0: I actually said that, so I went live after, right after Amy went live. Yes. And I said that I want anybody who is in that group, I challenge you. And if you're not in that group, I challenge you to get in that group. Because I'm quickly learning that people's biggest fear is doing what we do every day. Getting in front of a camera, getting in front of a microphone, doing a video, going live especially. And that is the place where you can do it. People are not going to make fun of you because I think everybody has that subconscious fear. So I'm challenging everybody to do it because, honestly, I understand how hard it is because we do it so often. And if something in this episode strikes a fuse, is that a word? Fuse, Strikes a nerve. Nerve. If it breaks something loose and makes you say, wow, I didn't know that or that makes me look at things differently, please screenshot this. Share it on your Instagram story. Tag Alan and myself. We will repost it because we are trying to make the world the most hyperconscious place possible. So
1: before I define ownership, I want to give one last shout out to Amy. Congratulations for doing that. The other thing, too, I went live one time and shared a story very, very deep in my heart that always makes me cry. I basically cried through the whole thing. And someone in that group had thrown a little bit of uh, judgment unintentionally my way, or at least that I felt was unintentional but it felt a little malicious and Kevin gave a boot. Booted so if you do go live, you literally will be supported because if if people don't support your vulnerab- your vulnerability, then they will be uh they will get the boot. I see you have the same phone. I know. I got to get a new phone. Oh. Screen is cracked. Classic. I know. I'm on it. I'm on it, man. Classic. All right, ownership. <clears throat> this is not going to be a relevant definition, my man classic well what is your best definition of ownership i should have asked you that so i think (laughs) glad you didn't right i think ownership is everything's your fault now that comes off brash what do i mean by that everything you think is your fault everything you feel is your fault everything you know what let me rephrase this it's it's not your fault but it is your responsibility So something that happens to you is not necessarily your fault, but it is your responsibility to do something about it. That's a thing that Will Smith is really big on. So ownership is about realizing that everything I say, everything I think, everything I feel, and everything I do is within my control. And it's basically realizing that every moment is a choice, and you have the choice to take action in a positive direction or a negative direction. And I think that ownership is very empowering because...
0: If it's everyone else's fault, there's nothing you can do about it. I would say taking responsibility for basically what you said, thoughts, actions, and lack of actions and lack of thoughts, especially, a lot of people say even when it's hard or even when it hurts, especially when it's hard, especially when it hurts, because that is what ownership is all about. It's easy to own an A+. It's easy to own a good job and a pat on the back. It's not easy... To own, hey, you screwed this up, or hey, you hurt me when you said this, or hey, you could have done better, or hey, that speech wasn't good. Ownership is realizing that the only way for you to get better at something is by taking that feedback and owning it because you can't change what you don't own. Right. Like you said, if it's not yours, you can't change it. So what's an example in your life where you something
1: wasn't your fault, but you did take responsibility for how you reacted to it. Because I think that's a good definition, is is even if it's not your fault, the way you react to it
0: is your choice. Anytime I argue with Taryn, like not an argument, but anytime I, she says something and my initial reaction is to say, oh, ho, ho, do you know who I am?
1: <laughs> I spoke to damn near 40 I, people know, three months ago.
0: If for me, it's... When I... Anytime I say something to anybody who... It's usually her because that's... Her and I are the most connected mm. and there's the most emotions involved. So for us, anytime I do or say or don't do or don't say something I know I should have, I just take ownership because there's... What is the other option? Yeah, blame. and Or victimhood. Well, yeah, but... Okay, I am the, the guy who always is thinking about sustainability. Right. If you want to subconsciously, quickly wreck a relationship, stop taking ownership for the things that you should be taking ownership for, and your partner is probably going to play that out into the future and say, wow, I don't know if this is sustainable. It's interesting because I was on a date last night. And, Woo! Right,
1: right, <laughs> right? Greatest first date I've ever had. Awesome. Woo! So, And there was one time where I got a little triggered and the other person basically said, "Like that is on me, not on you. And it was a little bit more in depth than that, but basically I remember her saying that and being like, oh wow. Like that's that's interesting. That was her taking ownership. What do you think? It felt really good. Felt really I'm good sure. To be like, wow, okay. I'm sure.
0: Interesting. What do you well, you know you can win in that in that type of environment, in that type of exchange. Right. Right? That's that's super important. What do you think the negative association with taking ownership is? Why don't people why don't more people take ownership? Fear of looking bad, fear of being wrong,
1: it's it's all fear. It's fear of judgment, fear of criticism, fear of being wrong, fear of being, being vulnerable, fear of admitting to yourself and others that you're not perfect. Like, okay, what is an example? Will Smith uses this example. It's not your fault that your father was an abusive alcoholic. This is just, you know, proverbially. But it is your, for damn sure, your responsibility to figure out what to do and how to make a life out of that. Yeah. Because if you grew up in a bad circumstance, and let's say you you chose the victim card, you can either use it as an excuse or a reason to be better. One of the things that I love about Kevin most is that he grew up in in a challenging circumstance, as did I, without without fathers. And... We could have said our whole lives, well, we didn't have male role models. We didn't have a male role model. Like We could just use that excuse as to why we're not winning or why we're not successful or why we're not male role models. Instead, we use that as the reason why we're going to be
0: great male role models, why we want to be. I, I don't think that's think, that's ownership. I, I Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people, it's like, it's a habit, number one. Taking extreme extreme ownership is a habit. Any taking any type of ownership is a habit. Right. And anytime you're changing your mindset or your your normal reaction. It's almost it's unless you're consciously doing it, I don't think it's your normal reaction to say, like, my bad. Yeah, Right. <laughs> That's that was on, me. That one's on me. Right. That one's it on me. It can become eventually. It can. Right. But, but it's, it's a habit. habit right. As long as you make it a habit. So I was gonna say, and if you want to be a leader, that's another good thing. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady throws a pass into the crowd. He's not going to he's not gonna blame anybody else. He's going to say, that's on me. Right. If you drop it, you better take ownership for it, or he's going to be pissed, for sure. Right. Right? So Especially if it was in the strength zone. Right in the, right in the hands. Right in the hands. If you get a hand on it, you should catch it, they say. They, that's, they what they, say that's, that's what they say. say. But in my opinion, a lot of people don't see the benefits of it long enough. Right. Because the first time, it really hurts when you have to take ownership, and then you have to sit in that discomfort... Because it's not just, okay, I take ownership and the problem goes away. No, it's I take ownership and then there's usually more for me to own after that. Mm. And that's hard. And very similar to positive habits, it takes time for that to pay off. Yeah. And if it
1: takes time to pay off, it doesn't reinforce the habit for a while. So sometimes you don't do it long enough to see the benefit. Yeah. So then it would... So my question for you is what's what's an example where you were powerless and didn't take ownership
0: and therefore the, the problem perpetuated... I remember, <laughs> I remember, Let's I don't know going. what job it was at, but anytime something would like break, oh, uh, this is a great example. Here we go. This is I, a great example. I like it. Let's go. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh. All right. So it's nothing negative. Well, it is, it's, but not really. So when I was working, I used to be a forklift operator. Mm-hmm. And for those, so in this room, there's ceiling tiles. We used to deliver ceiling tiles. And I used to, I used to like, stack the pallets. Well, one time, <laughs> I dropped an entire pallet of ceiling tiles. Probably, I don't know how many thousands of dollars. Right. But I put them back on that pallet, and I put that pallet in the back, and I covered it up. <laughs> and I covered it up. And when my uncle said, hey, what, what the hell happened to these ceiling tiles? I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no idea. No idea. But what happened? Okay, so a couple mm. things. A couple things happened. One... I was always worried that, that that package of ceiling tiles was going to get shipped out because I knew at the end of the day I would still have to live with that eventually. You Go were ahead. also worried that that meant you're not good enough. That, that was your identity. I didn't want to get in trouble. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't want to get in trouble. Did you tie that mistake to your identity? I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think so. I just, I knew it was a cost and they weren't going to be happy about me wasting money. So then why were you afraid of getting in trouble? because I didn't want to get fired. Okay. Yeah, this was like thousands of dollars. Oh, okay. Like some of the ceiling tile we had was like very expensive like acoustical ceiling tile. And I, I hammered sense it. Sense a little shame around that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. like that. No, because I hit it. Right. I literally put it to the back of the the warehouse and I was like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's what crazy. would have happened in hindsight you think if you owned it and said that's my bad like Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I worked for my uncle. He he was technically my boss. He wasn't the head of the branch. I don't know. I probably would have got a slap on the wrist. Maybe. Right. Maybe a little more. I don't know. You might have gotten more respect for telling the truth. Maybe. Maybe. But I was, at this age, I was probably, what was I, probably 22, 20, 23. It's funny because we have this weird, like, inferiority complex of, like, we need to, like, Look competent. Rather than actually be competent. I will give you, okay, this is another example, but the opposite. So when I was working for the last company I was working for, I, I said this earlier, I sprayed an entire pallet of right. blown-in insulation into the wrong attic in <laughs> I remember that, yeah. a, you remember that. where was this? This was out in Western Massachusetts. Oh, uh, I can't remember it, but Western Massachusetts, we were at a town hall. And this, this was probably $3,000 worth of insulation. And I called up my project manager and I said, hey, I effed up. Right. And he said, what'd Adept you do? It. Is everything okay? And I said, well, depends. <laughs> it depends. Uh, yeah, I just, you, you tell me. I blew a whole pallet of blown-in cellulose into attic C. And it said that it was <laughs> supposed to go into attic B. <laughs> and basically, I was terrified. I was like, I'm gonna get fired. This is, this is not good. <laughs> that took courage. For sure. So, taking
1: ownership requires courage. For because sure. anything that you're afraid of
0: requires courage. courage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. But... I think they did respect me because of that. I always, after that, I always tried to own my screw-ups.
1: I kind of want to go deep into your consciousness right now. Okay, so you were afraid to get fired. Yeah. So, let's ask why again. Money. Okay,
0: now let's go deeper. Why are you afraid to have no money? Well, I was afraid to lose the job which paid me A lot of money because I knew I wouldn't be able to get another job. I didn't think I'd be able to get another job making that kind of money. Right. So we just found the real fear. The real fear is incompetence. You didn't think you could get another job. Yeah, but it's such a... uh, A guy who didn't go to college does not get paid 90-something dollars an hour. Usually. Usually. But and now... I, I thought I found the golden goose. Right. like, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one. You don't the, get this twice. This is the golden goose that lays the golden eggs. I think it. part of it is that. Part of it is that inferior inferiority complex of saying... Well, imagine if you felt really competent
1: in making money, you wouldn't have been worried. So therefore, you would have owned it. That's true. Because there's true. no risk. That's true. That's why I think being educated and competent with money will help people take ownership. Well, it's let's really go, easy to say, oh, it's easy to take ownership. Yeah, but... Like if you're in a relationship and you're not taking ownership, you're probably subconsciously afraid that you can't get this person, like someone like this, or you don't deserve them, or
0: you can't get another person like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it also is the other. It's uh, that can also be your motivation. That's one right. of the reasons I'm so focused on trying to be better because I don't, I don't know that there's anybody out there like Tyron. I don't think there is. Right. So in my, it's the other. It's the opposite for me. But I think oh. at one point it probably was the other way. You know what I mean? So you value it that highly. It could yeah. be. It could be you're afraid to lose it. Well, they're connected because if you're afraid to lose it, it's because you value it so highly. But but in the other circumstance, you're saying that the person might not think it's. They might not think they're able to get it again. I don't know that it's out there to right. get it. Again. That's different, right? You know. And also, what was I going to say? That's right. also fear. But yeah. it's true. It could be true. I think the <laughs> I think the palette thing was because I didn't want to let my uncle down. That was a thing too because right. he hired me and i didn't want him to look bad cuz he hired his nephew. Right. That was another thing too. For sure. These so things go deep. It's all fear. I know. It's all fear. And you're going to be afraid. It's not comfortable owning it. 40 seconds. My goodness. Wow, that flew by. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk a little bit about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um for you guys I said um damn it. For you guys that was the first time. I want you to Really, really become hyper-conscious of when something comes up, what your natural reaction is. If you were to break something and somebody was to come up to you and say, Hey, what happened? I think your natural reaction, more often than not, is going to be excuses. Start making excuses. But if you can become hyper-conscious, and especially in your relationships. Right. Especially in your relationships and with your own performance. When Alan and I did the Movement Family Speech, we were not happy with our performance. We came home and we re-watched the footage. Until 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. Okay? We both took extreme ownership and said, look, it's a lot better than we thought. But it could have been better. We didn't put in the work necessary. We didn't put in enough work or prep work. We kind of went in there lackadaisical, and this is what you get. So the benefits far outweigh the pain
1: when you take ownership. Especially on the macro. The last thing I wanted to say real quick, the reason you're not taking ownership, like Kevin mentioned, is fear. If you figure out what that fear is, for me... I think my fear usually for not taking ownership is my fear of not being valued for the truth and my perfection bias of always wanting to be like perceived as, as competent. So once you understand the fear of why you're not taking ownership, you'll overcome that. This is why J.K. Rowling's speech is so powerful. She says, you may never fail on the scale that I did, but some failure in life is inevitable unless you don't try, in which case you fail by default. But... She basically said when I hit rock bottom, you know, a short-lived marriage, um, you know, basically as broke in Britain as you can be without being homeless, she said I stopped pretending to myself that I was anything other than what I was, and I still had a typewriter and a big idea. So it's it's basically trying to put on a show that isn't true. It's yeah. trying to pretend you're perfect or that you're supposed to be perfect. So I um, if there's any 10-second blip for this episode, I think it's not taking ownership means there's something you're afraid of,
0: find it, and then you can overcome it. What's yours? If you don't own it, you can't change it. If it's somebody else's fault, it'll never be your solution.
1: Yours is better than mine, for sure. Always is. The (laughs) 10-second
0: I usually do more of the talking, so I feel like I'm just warmed up. Okay, let's let's go. We still got two more episodes. So, up next, we are going to do a scratching the surface episode on fear chasing. I would say fear chasing, for me, has probably changed my life almost more than anything. And I do want to give a preemptive plug. So, next Monday, you're listening to this, it's Wednesday. Next Monday, we're going to do a five-minute clinic on removing the mask. It's right. very similar to what Alan was just talking about, how we all pretend that we're perfect and the reason we're doing this is because when you sign up to Hyperconscious nation for those of the, for those of you that have we have specific questions we ask you those questions are so we can help you better and we can cater the content to you and one of the things that we're commonly finding out is everybody's profile makes them seem like they're super confident right and people are usually between the three to five range i know and that's something that i i've been guilty of in the past as well, so I'm going to share a story about that. But our goal is always to help you, and the more we know about you, the better we can suit this to you. I had a mini-breakthrough, two quickly, seconds, quickly. the
1: quickest ever. If you're not taking ownership, on some level, you're afraid to not be loved or appreciated for the truth. That's for me as well. Whenever I'm not taking ownership, I think I'm afraid to not be loved
0: You, you had some get, level. You had to get that in there. for uh, your, That was your second 10-second blip. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> <stronger>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed. This was a fun one. And we will talk to you on Friday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life
1: because if you understand why something is the way it is now you have the power to change it if you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way please share this episode with one of your friends because
0: the more people that go hyperconscious the better this world's going to be for everybody and if you would kindly leave us a five-star review on itunes that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative thank you bye